Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. We are winding down the month of June, heading into the Mid-Ohio Race Week for IndyCar. I am back after a week off, uh, an unfortunate week off for me, um, because the boys really went at it with some very major stars and major guests. And uh, I was away trying to get a little summer vacay with the fam for a bit. And that's what happens sometimes in the media world is you try to turn your phone off and escape into the wilderness. And then when that happens, a bunch of cool stuff happens. And that's part of what's coming up today, which is great because Connor and Ben were able to talk to Will Power, previewing the the, uh, IndyCar race coming up in Mid-Ohio this weekend. Of course, recapping all the craziness that was Road America. Um, so very excited about that. And just another great show. Glad to be back again. I'm Joey Molinero. Of course, we got Ben Walden and Connor Daly. Connor, what's going on in your world, man? Um, I appreciate you doing this for the show, but I'm a little bummed that I had to miss everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it was, um, yeah, last week we uh, we knocked out a few things in a row and trying to uh, uh, batch content or stack it up. Um, because sometimes for this show, you try to ask like four different people and, uh, and, and some, some most never answer mm-hmm. and then everyone answered mm-hmm. last week. So do, do apologize that, that, that you had to miss out on that. Uh, but yeah, great interview with Will Power, uh, that we recorded basically last week, right after the, uh, the, the Road America, uh, shenanigans. Um, so you'll, you'll get to hear a bit of a delayed opinion, but a very honest opinion, uh, from Will Power on uh, on what he thought about obviously what all went down there. Uh, he was involved in quite a lot of chaos. So um, great interview there, and then we have another great interview coming either next week or or whenever we choose to throw it in there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, a lot happened last last week, but uh, also uh, just jumped on, got a ride to LA as well for the weekend. Uh, it was uh, very fun. I uh, got to spend some time with my lady out there in LA and uh and and enjoy some some of that wonderful weather that they have out there. Uh currently in Indianapolis, it's uh awful because of the smoke. I don't know what it's like near your house, but I can't even see uh buildings like less than a mile away. So Yeah, I thought we were done crazy. with that. I thought we were done with it. Now it's all pushing its way out here. 
Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Canada is still on fire. So we hope uh, they put those out or something's going on. I'm not familiar with uh, air quality meters, but right now, if uh, you're an Indianapolis resident, you're probably going outside and breathing directly, uh, basically into a fire because I, I, outside right now, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, I saw on Channel 13 this morning that uh, Chuck Lofton, old, old Chuck Lofton said that um, apparently Indianapolis has the second worst air quality in the world right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's legit. It's, <laughs> uh, it, I got off the plane last night and I, I, I did a full racing championship in India and the air quality in India is not good at all either. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got out of the plane and I was like, oh my gosh, I literally taste like embers. So it was, uh, it was, it was very interesting. So we're going to be, I'm actually very curious to see if it makes its way to mid Ohio for this weekend. That wouldn't be. I can promise all the smoke in the air would definitely not be friendly to drivers or engines or anything that uh, is is involved in a motor racing weekend. So very, you know, we're going to be on on the smog watch in mid Ohio. Maybe who knows? Maybe a little smog watch. Yeah, the forecast is um, it's up in the air right now, and it's interesting because I've been in mid Ohio the last two years, and it's been absolutely gorgeous. Not a not a, a hint of a raindrop there. The past two Fourth of July weekends, um, but then I saw the the, the IndyCar weather fella who who does that on Twitter and does a great job. Yeah, uh, the, the, him him and Matt Archuleta they're kind of talking about how hey we're kind of due for one honestly um, a weekend with some interesting weather. Uh, sorry, getting a phone call, but uh, a weekend <laughs> with some interesting weather out there at Mid Ohio and so how that could play into a factor. And yeah, man, I mean hopefully smoke and smog. I mean it's already hot enough, and I'm sure tough enough to breathe for. All these drivers, everybody out there, and uh, you throw that in into the mix. I just can't imagine having a helmet, and a fire suit, and uh, an arrow screen in front of me on on top of the smog. That'd be horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. We uh, we have a lot to look forward to though with Mid Ohio. Very, very. Um, you know that that's a great classic IndyCar race. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, a lot of NASCAR racing happened over the weekend in Nashville. Uh, some exciting stuff there. Uh, the team that I am driving for in the NASCAR truck series, Nice Motorsports, they were able to win. Uh, so very, very excited about that. Um, that race is approaching. We're on uh, NASCAR truck race watch here very, very soon. Uh, it'll be the weekend oh, after yeah. the uh, Mid-Ohio IndyCar weekend. So yeah. if you happen to get stuck at the Mid-Ohio racetrack, if you're camping this weekend, not to worry, there's another race the next weekend that if your campground is broken or some for some reason your RV gets stuck in the mud, uh, there's a NASCAR truck race the next weekend, and I will be in it. So uh, I might also nice. go to the IndyCar race this weekend as well. I think I've decided I'm going to go over on Friday, uh, maybe do a little uh, interacting, some some check check some things out on Friday and Saturday. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I can be convinced to stay in mid Ohio and at the track for all three days might be too depressing, yeah. but we'll see. Are you going Joey? No, man, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm very bummed. Like I said, I've been there the last two years and it's really become one of my favorite weekends of the year. I mean, you have the mix of 4th of July and then you're camping out there and you have nothing but race cars and Indy cars going the whole weekend and, um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal time. Even, even if you're not a huge race fan, like that was one of the first, weekends that I uh, went to experience a race outside of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, you know, on my kind of summer of, of raced fandom uh, back in 2021. Yeah. And, and, and that's part of the reason I fell in love with it even more was being out there at mid Ohio and seeing how cool and old school and just traditional 
and you got the Americana there. Um, so anyways, long story short, I'm, this is the first time I'm not going to be there since 2020. I'm a bit sad. Actually, I'm lying. I'm quite devastated. And uh, I, one of the reasons I'm not going to be there is because I'm actually taking the lady to Taylor Swift on Friday night. Oh, there you go. Little yeah. T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle in Cincinnati. Uh, so very excited about that. Obviously, the Aeros Tour is just banging, you know, knocking down records like it's, you know, Reggie Miller hitting a jump shot. Um, <laughs> so I'm very, very excited about that. I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to be... What I'm most excited for, honestly, about it, Connor and Ben, is that um, I'm interested to see how quickly I can get in and out of uh, the men's bathroom while my wife has to wait in like a three-hour line. You know, oh, like yeah, I, that's a good point. That these tours, that the women's bathroom line is just like literally out the door of the stadiums, and then the men's, you can just walk right in like it's nothing. So I think that's going to be quite funny. Uh, but no, I won't be able to be there this weekend, so bummed to hear that you're going to be able to be out there and kind of interacting while I won't be there. Uh, now, you think you're going to camp, or what's what's your situation here? I actually have no place to stay yet, so I, I don't know what is going to happen. Uh, I have asked uh, some some drivers or some other folks about. I mean, th- I, I spent most of my early IndyCar career sleeping on people's couches, and and uh, I'm used to this vagabond lifestyle. Um, so looks like that's back. So I have uh, I'm going to try to see if any driver will let me sleep on the floor of their bus. Uh, maybe you know some local. Uh, local delicacies, local hotels uh, are probably full. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, and and if not, I'll just drive over Friday and sleep in my car. I I, I don't really want to buy a hotel. Uh, you know, it's, don't it's do a different that, lifestyle. I, I, You're right. I've I got probably a bed. I, sleep in my I've, car. I've, I've I've got a bed for you. I <laughs> I got the people. They got a whole campground. You've already met them before. I can just say the word. And Connor Daly's got a bed right outside the Estes. I think is where they're going to be located this I year. I respect so. that. I respect yeah. that. I always, always figure got a it out. Bed. I'll always figure it out. There's always All someone the who helps out. The racing community is a great community. Yep. Uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But definitely want to go have a look there. Uh, Mid Ohio is a great weekend. Uh, you know, I've had I've had success there in the past. I've enjoyed racing there, um, and you know it's it's going to be very very competitive as usual. So uh, can't wait to get to that. Um, we will get into let's say IndyCar first because obviously uh, IndyCar is this you know that that's it's it's an IndyCar show. We have an IndyCar program. We've uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. we've been working on trying to put together segments for this show as well. Because we've heard that we do need segments, more segments. Um, so feel free, if you guys, if you listeners, want to let us know what you think we should do, whether it's a subject or a a, a topic discussion. Um, you know, we were thinking... Yeah, let's crowdsource. Yeah, let's crowdsource we're crowdsource this because our brains are small. Uh, and and, and there, you know, there are lots of smart folks out there. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for this week's guest, Will Powell, we were thinking... Obviously, you know, if we give a subject, uh, how many birds do we give the subject, right? Will Power likes to use two birds if he's upset about things. Uh, or do we give it a thumbs up? We give it a mm-hmm, thumbs up, mm-hmm. one bird or two birds. Who knows? Um, I'm giving the full thumbs up to Mid-Ohio because I like Mid-Ohio. Uh, but also, uh, I, I think we, we can workshop this. So I don't know what's going to happen on the segment idea. But we're gonna we're gonna try to get some more organized uh, content into this show because we love uh, trying to make this show better. Uh, what do you think, Joey? Are we or should we continue to help get the get the help of the people? Yeah, no, I think we have a very engaged audience. I know people uh, like to help out and like to be a part of the show. What better way than to 
send us in some of your ideas for um, what you think would be a good segment for us to do. Like Connor said, we have some that we've done before. We have one that we do every week. We have one that we've talked. We have some that we've talked about that maybe just haven't made air. Uh, but a little crowdsource never hurt. So yeah, I mean, at Speed Street Pod, go ahead and send it over. Tweet me, Connor, Ben, whatever. And, uh, you know, hopefully next week we get something going. Absolutely. So let's get into mid-Ohio a little bit. It's uh, We're coming off of a uh, of a weekend off, which is obviously awesome. Um, but there was also an Iowa test that took place as well. Uh, and the I do have the results for this uh, test. Uh, interesting to actually see, not really interesting, Colton Herta is fastest. Uh, Colton Herta, very, uh-huh. very fast most places this year. Uh, really, pro- really just needs to get the races locked in. A couple different races have probably slipped away from him. Um, but uh, going through the unofficial times, uh, not surprised by this at all. Ryan Hunter Ray P two. That uh, is a setup that uh, I very enjoyed at that yep, yep. Uh, at that track. Uh, qualified third there last year in that car. So um, not surprised by this at all. Uh, Simon Pagano third, having a great day. Uh, that's great for him. Simon's had a really, really tough year. And obviously testing, we have no idea what goes on. As someone who has been testing and who has run multiple different things uh, where it is completely irrelevant for the day, time-wise, but you you put the information in your little piggy bank. Uh, uh-huh. We have Scott Dixon, Christian Lundgaard, Jack Harvey, Takuma. It's funny, in the Racer article, uh, Takuma Sato's name is spelled Takuma Salo. Takuma Salo here on the race ah, website. Salo. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Marcus Erickson, Elio Castroneves, Kyle Kirkwood, Devlin DeFrancesco, Renus VK, Ed Carpenter, Ram Rahal, Stingray Bob, uh, Augustine Canapino, Grosjean Ferrucci Peterson. So 20 cars testing at Iowa, which is great. Yeah. Uh, that was the results sheet. Uh, it, that that will be very interesting because tire wear is crazy there. But that's kind of the last IndyCar session that's happened before Mid Ohio. Uh, obviously, a very very different, uh, very very different deal coming up here very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, Mid Ohio, great track. Tire wear is going to be important to pay attention to. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, obviously the winner there last year. Uh-huh. Alex Pillow, Will Power had an incredible race there last year. Uh, very very good. So. Power, I mean, going from the back where Power did all the way up to the front, astounding race for uh, for him, um, and uh, it, it provides great racing. The track is going to be one of those tracks that you'll see almost every single car within absolute minute amounts of time, uh, and you'll see, you know, a, a great product. You know, last year, last year we had Simone Di Silvestro racing there with us uh, in the team. And there was 27 cars racing last year, which is, again, what we'll see this year. Um, but uh, but very, very excited to see. Very, very excited to see what happens. My favorite thing that I'm going to see, I, I, what I'm going to be most interested in, I would say is Kyle Kirkwood at Andretti here. I oh. think the Andretti team has been fast at Mid-Ohio. Um, I, I'm excited to see uh, what their improvements over the offseason have done for them. Um, it was also one of Simon's best races last year, Pagino, and I know he wants to turn his season around. Uh, him and Elio finished inside the top 10 last year for Meyer Shank, and that definitely hasn't happened this year. So uh, very, very interested to see you know how, how, that, uh, how that plays out. What do you think, Joey? 
Could we get some? Could we get some more Fourth uh, of July Mid Ohio fireworks from Andretti, uh, like we saw last year? With uh, I know oh. uh, Rossi's not there, but uh, Grosjean still remains, and uh, our pal Roman has been, you know, finding himself in all sorts of tussles, like we'll hear hear about from Will Power, I'm sure. So uh, maybe there's a double sword there to watch for Andretti Connor. A little bit of quickness, but then uh, hey, maybe a little bit of uh, bumping around some fireworks too. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast oh absolutely i mean grosjean is going to want to have a rebound weekend uh i mean what a difficult i mean that yeah there, there's a lot going on there so i'm, I'm very very curious to see how that uh, how that works out um but yeah, now that his best mate, Alex Rossi, is, is no longer on the team, uh, they won't be having those uh, post-session meetings. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll be just curious to see, uh, you know, who can really pull out a, a great weekend. It's, it's, it's always fascinating. Uh, Mid-Ohio can either go fantastic or tough. You know, is Graham Rahal going to have a great home race? Uh, there's a lot to pay attention to, as normal for IndyCar. Uh, you know, this, this race in particularly for... Uh, you know, the the teams that that enjoy high grip circuits, uh, like the Ed Carpenter racing team, you know, Renus finished fourth last year. Great drive from Renus. Uh, you know, be curious to see what happens there, of course. Uh I finished thirteenth last year, which is all right. I think we had a couple different issues. Uh, but uh it's not bad. Um yeah, so I I, I can't wait to see this race. Uh I will be a fan as usual because uh, IndyCar is great. Um, and we're going to get, get right into it. So I, I think if you're going to go to mid Ohio, enjoy it. I will be there for a little bit of it. If you're not going to mid Ohio, you probably should, because it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great time. And, and I, and I see no, uh, no, nothing wrong with going to mid Ohio. No, not at all. It's like I said, it's one of the, uh, I think if you're kind of on the edge, not even on the edge, but if you're just like, huh, man, I really enjoy uh, you know, going to IMS, and I really should I travel to go see another race? I think not this too is far a, down not, the road. Not you know, not too far down the road. Um, now a lot of that does is impending on whether or not you have a camping setup or someone to camp with, or you know, a group of people who do that that you can kind of hitch a long ride with and and show you the way. 
uh, which is the way that I did it and the way that I was, you know, will probably continue to do it after this year with Taylor Swift and my buddy's 30th birthday on Saturday. All good. I understand people turn 30, <laughs> got to celebrate <laughs> those things. Uh, but you know, it is mid Ohio race weekend, but it, it, it's, it's so cool because it's this mid summer, obviously 4th of July weekend, high end. And then yeah, I feel like Connor, this is one of the races too. not even thinking about the stuff on the track, but then th- this is one of the races where, uh, you will see a Graham Ray hall going out in the golf cart to the campgrounds. You will see oh, yes. the bus bros going out uh, to the campgrounds and doing that. You will see a Connor daily out and about. So like, this is one of the few races I feel like where you have the drivers coming out to you as fans, to you as campers. Um, and I don't know if that's just to do with like the holiday weekend or just kind of the setup there at mid Ohio with, you know, the, the camping and the, and the woods outside the track and whatnot. But, um, it's a great opportunity to get some real interaction and, 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 and even more reason to kind of fall more in love with Indy cars. So highly, highly suggest no doubt. Absolutely. And, and again, the race this weekend is on USA network. So if you're not able to go, if you're not able to camp, a lot of the crew guys, uh, on the team's camp there as well, it's a fun little family weekend. Um, but yeah, one thirty Eastern on USA, uh, definitely don't miss USA network. Uh, if you can make it there, if you can check it out, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a great race. So, uh, mid Ohio, that's what we have coming up on the IndyCar side. Um, it's a, uh, it's a busy June afterwards and, and running into July, yep. uh, going to be very, very exciting to see this summer stretch kind of play out. Um, obviously after mid Ohio, you've got Toronto, you've got straight into Iowa, two races at Iowa. Um, so it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a, an, an exciting summer for us as, as IndyCar fans. Uh, and I keep getting questions about, will I be involved in any IndyCar racing uh i still have no idea so i don't think so i don't know yet but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get a read on what's going on this weekend so uh so we'll see there's a lot of things going on as you mentioned before the show joey there's already silly season articles coming out uh you know before we get into the nascar chatter uh there's some silly season activities um you know a lot of people talking about alex pelot where is he gonna go marcus erickson where is he gonna go uh, how do we, you know, what, just what happens in general, what new faces might we see? Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. I think right now, if, if Alex Pelot continues his dominance, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in Formula One. I, 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 I will completely, yeah. uh, you know, stand by that. Um, but you never know. I mean, it could be all of a sudden he was dominant and then as IndyCar racing could be, you know, he might struggle the next few races. I doubt it. That Ganassi team is outstanding. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to kind of see how things progress. Are they going to, is Ganassi going to pay Marcus Erickson? I don't know. Is Marcus Erickson going to go to Andretti? As, is Marcus Erickson going to go elsewhere? It's very, 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 very curious to see what happens. Well, that, yeah, that's so Nathan Brown from the Indy Star, uh, who covers IndyCar, he had a big old long report um article that came out on monday kind of covering all this i know marshall pruitt has reported on on all this as well but the latest that i read from from nathan brown um you know it kind of comes as no surprise i guess when you when you just take a more widescaping look at it but really it's just all coming down to the big domino of alex pelot and 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 both of them have reported that you know alex pelot's company that management team that we said he should send 
send away in a boat and have him never come back um, has been apparently working the F1 paddock uh, like crazy. Um, so, you know, they're out there just like handlers on the Vegas Strip or something, just uh, trying ah. to, to see what's going on and if they can get their guy uh, into a Formula One ride, which I think is really interesting because it, it, again, is this battle that we've talked about, Connor, of you have a driver that's the caliber of Alex Pelot doing what he's doing in IndyCar. Um, that that really, from the, what the reports are seeming to make it out to be, that he would take the lowest of the low in Formula One um, just to make that leap and say, okay, I'm, I'm 26 years old and now I'm full-time in Formula One. doesn't matter what team I'm racing for. doesn't matter where I'm at. Uh, but I'm here full time in a ride in Formula One as opposed to um, being the most dominant driver on the grid in IndyCar. Uh, so we we keep getting that, you know, those reports, and I just find it really really interesting. I I, I really do the fact that uh, you know you have a driver that is as dominant as he has been, um, and that is kind of how I don't want to say desperate, but that's how much he's trying and his team is trying to get over there in that on that grid um, is to take. Some of the some of the teams, some of the cars that haven't even scored anything in Formula One yet. Yeah, and 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 I would say Alex. Um, I've gotten to know Alex more uh, recently over the last uh, couple months. Uh, I, I I've actually got to I'm, I'm I've got to call his uh, trainer. I I got to get a new trainer. I lost the trainer in the divorce. Uh, after. <laughs> These are things uh, you don't think about. Weeks, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. These are things you don't the TVs, think about. TVs, the dog, yeah. uh, the <laughs> trainer. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Alex, I, I think Alex, and, and Alex is young enough as well. I think we keep forgetting how young Alex Pelot is. If you have a chance at Formula One, you're going to take it. I mean, yep. as a driver, I think you have to. Um, you know, we, we, we saw Sebastian Bourdais take that chance. He came back to IndyCar, still found a lot of success. Um, you know, we, I, I think as someone from Spain as well, you know, he loves, you know, his, he, he loves his life over there, I believe. Uh, yeah. And probably, you know, enjoys it maybe more than living in Indiana. I don't know. Um, but uh, I love Indiana. But I think, you know, when you, when you have that European background and you, you've grown up there, uh, sometimes people love, you know, being, being closer to home. Sure. And racing in Formula One, although it's a world championship, you're traveling everywhere, you can be based in Europe. <laughs> so, uh, and if not, then, you, well, everyone's based in Europe, essentially. So, uh, I, I could see Alex taking whatever chance he can get in Formula One. Uh, I could see him hopefully being well-respected in Formula One. I, I, I would love it for us as a yeah. IndyCar racing community. Would be um, big. But there, you know, you you look at a couple Formula One teams who are about ready to kick their drivers out. Uh, but also, let's say Alex stayed here at IndyCar, how do you leave Ganassi? You know what I mean? I mean, that's such a great. Yeah. Like, we ask this question all the time. Uh, but he's obviously got a McLaren connection. McLaren is potential. They could potentially run four cars. Um, you know, in IndyCar easily as long as they get. You know, they have so many people. They have so many resources. So many sponsors. Uh, you know, they could run four cars easily. They could easily be like, uh, you know, Andretti runs four cars with, with strength. Uh, McLaren could do the same thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm very, very curious to see just what plays out. And let's say Marcus Erickson leaves as well. Maybe, you know, th th there's there's business that can't be done there. Suddenly there's uh -huh. two open seats. Ganassi, the best team in IndyCar racing right now. Like that is, I mean, right. 
If I if I won the lottery, guess who's that? I mean, that I'm showing up to Ganassi's front door and saying, name your price. You know what I mean? Like I, I would, you know, as a driver, you want to be driving for that team. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly right now in this era. Um, but, uh, but yeah, very, very curious. And Middle Ohio is usually the weekend where people start talking. Middle Ohio used to be later in the season, uh, I believe in August, or uh, maybe I'm wrong. But for some reason in Middle Ohio, it seems like everyone starts talking about next year. And so that's kind of what uh, what's well, probably going to happen this year or a lot this of, weekend. You know, it starts off July. We're in the second half of the season officially. And then, I mean, doesn't uh, like a lot of the contracts are set up to where it's like post August one. That's where you could start making moves, right? Yeah. Start having conversations of sort of everyone's a little bit different. But for some reason, the conversations start. Uh, you know, r- r- right here this weekend. So very curious. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I will it's get like a lot of the, questions. It's like when the combine is in Indy in February, you know, yeah. the free agency officially opens in mid-March for the NFL, you know, all that shit's happening at, uh, the JW or prime 47, you know, <laughs> like a month before. Now I did want to ask Connor. So we, you know, let's say Alex Pillow does get a ride in one of those seats in Formula One to where it's, you know, more so at the back of the grid or has been. Is it the same situation of like, I, okay, I think about it, you know, when, when, <laughs> when I was going into college and, you know, I had low, low level baseball opportunities maybe to play, you know, at a low level college, right? And yeah. my, my parents and people would say to me, I'd be like, why would I want to go do that when I could go to school I want to and just be like a college student and, and you whatever. And, you know, my, my, my parents would say to me, you know, they'd be like, well, think about it, like employers are, are more likely to hire someone who shows that they've been an athlete for four years and like balance all the responsibility and have that on their resume, if you will. Is that kind of the same situation in a way for, you know, his move up to one of the higher teams in Formula One, to one of the more competitive teams in Formula One, it is so much easier to, if he's coming from even one of the guys at the back of the grid of Formula One as compared to being the top dog in IndyCar. So what I'm saying is it's an easier move up. Once you're in the field there, it's an easier move up to potential more competitive teams as opposed to being the most dominant driver in IndyCar and then trying to make the leap to one of the more competitive teams in Formula One. Yeah, I would say it's much... Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I would say it's much more rare. It'll be much more uh, difficult for uh, Alex to, let's say, go from winning the championship. Let's say he wins the championship in IndyCar this year. He's very, very dominant. And... You know, he's not going to get the call from Red Bull or Mercedes. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going right, to be... yeah. Or Ferrari. Sure. But if he happens to go over there, let, let's say he takes Nick DeVries' seat at uh, at AlphaTauri, which is, is you know, I mean, shoot, anything's possible at this point. Uh, you know, that, that's a Red Bull connection, but you really have to get in there and do well immediately. Uh, let's say he goes to Williams or, um, I mean... My, I don't even know a- anywhere where there's an open seat. Um, you you have to do well there pretty quickly, and and if he does, you know we we've seen drivers go up the you know go up the ladder. Uh, you know we've seen drivers go from smaller teams. Like obviously you had George Russell who was at Williams, which was the worst team on the grid. Yeah. Um, but 
You know, he outqualified his teammate every single weekend. If it, it becomes a one-on-one competition if you're if you're in that position in Formula One, right? So if Alex is driving for Williams, you know, one of the slower teams on the grid right now, you got to outqualify your teammate every weekend. You got to beat him in all the races. You got to try to got to if you have one or two races like Alex Albon did at the last race where he finished seventh, and he gets a lot of points for Williams. Like people talk about that for forever. Racing is such a momentum game. It's such a uh, both IndyCar and and Formula One. I mean, any any motorsport. If you've got the juice, if you've got like the people talking the right way, and and you control the narrative around yourself, yeah. Um, you know that goes a long way. So, uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But it, 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 he will not go from winning an IndyCar to the best team in Formula One. I would say you have to go to Formula One somewhere first and establish yourself. And and then get the opportunity to maybe go, rise rise up the ranks there. Now, the the talk about Marcus Erickson right now is is I find it really interesting. And 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 both Kevin Lee and I'm sure Marshall Pruitt and and I just read from Nathan Brown, you know, reporting about how he is. You know, Marcus has been very upfront, just been hey, we are far apart for whatever reason. They don't want to pay me. You know, I want to be here, but we are far apart. And you know, then you have the the response from Chip was just like, "Hey, I I want him here." But then, of course, we have this massive gap, apparently. And the talk <laughs> of him going to the twenty nine car for Andretti. Well, I mean, as it stands right now, Connor, you know, going from uh, you know Ganassi at all to to the twenty nine ride. I mean, isn't that competitively, you know, on the grid? Wouldn't that be a, a downgrade for Marcus? Racing season is underway. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SPEED. Bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SPEED, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text hope ny Four six seven three six nine in Kansas. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www one eight hundred Gambler net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight eight eight. 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash auto racing terms so what's interesting and I, I get like I, I can be really real with people about this. Marcus came into IndyCar with a big sponsor, right? Yep, yep. And when you have a big sponsor, you want to go to the best team, which is exactly what he did. You know, Husky Chocolate, his group behind him. Um, but as in, you don't want to rely on that as a driver for forever because sponsors come and go. You know, sure. partnerships come and go. Um, you know, he 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 wants to be there whether he has a sponsor or not. And and Marcus Erickson has won an Indy 500 for Ganassi. Yep. Um, and, and he's finished in the top 10 for like 800 races in a row or whatever the wild stat is. Um, 
And and so it, it, once you come in with a sponsor, though, this is a this is a very difficult part about motorsport. If you enter a series or if you if you get into the game with a lot of support behind you, nine times out of ten, you will not be able to go anywhere else unless you bring that sponsorship with you. My career is exactly in that place right now. I had no sponsors really for my rookie year because I was drafted in on my talent, what I could do, the races that I've won. Um, and you know, it was a, it was a low budget. It was a small operation, but I got hired to drive. I was paid zero dollars to drive, but I got a chance. Um, that rookie year then got me hired by a team that had a sponsor. Uh, I was paid to drive a racing car. Did not have to bring any sponsors to the AJ Foyt Racing Team, but I lost the momentum. That that was a difficult year for the the team. Both cars were slow. Everything was difficult. Um, and then they, they dropped, they, they, they took a, another driver that had a bunch of funding. So I then went to a position of, if I were to get back in IndyCar, there's no way anyone would hire me unless I had a sponsor. And so was I hired to substitute for people? Yeah, for sure. I was the guy that jumped in when, uh, you know, when the Harding racing team wanted a different opinion on the car, like. When, uh, when someone got hurt, like I was the guy to call. Cause like, yeah, it was good enough to do that. Um, but it's like, still all these teams need money to go racing. And if you bring that money, well, you're always going to be that guy. And that's exactly how I am now. I only went racing, uh, with the U S air force partnership. I only went racing because I had bitnow.com as a, as a, as a sponsor. Um, and like if, if, if no one is going to hire me to drive next year, like that's, that's a thing unless I have a sponsor, which I'm totally fine with because I know exactly what I could do in the right team, the right situation. Uh, but the problem is I'm going to have to create that opportunity for myself. Now, what I find in it, it, like kind of not insane, but just wild about the Marcus situation is like, realistically, Marcus has come in with this big sponsor, but he's won the Indy 500. You know, he's done a lot more obviously than I have. Um, and so he does deserve whether there's a sponsor or not to be hired to be a racing driver to be a competitive racing driver. So, you know what? I, I hope he figures things out with Ganassi because I think that's a great relationship that he's got there. He's won. He's drank the milk with them. Ganassi's an incredible organization. They are clearly the top level of the sport right now. But it's still very close with everyone else. So, like, if he gets an opportunity with Andretti or uh, or McLaren, I, I mean, well, basically he would be going back to McLaren if, if he went there. Um, but I could see him doing it. That That's kind of how the... That's realistically how this sport works. Uh, Alex Pelot is never going to need to find a sponsor, right? Alex Joseph Newgard is never going to need to find a sponsor. Any of the guys driving for Penske, they're going to never need to find a sponsor to bring. Um, but, you know, there are certain people that have to, you know, put themselves in a position or who have put themselves into a position, uh, you know, to get where they are now. And some do find a place where they establish themselves. I thought I did for a while. Uh, but now it's, it's a, it's a business. This, this sport is still a business. Yeah, clearly, uh, with all the, the talks and kind of the reports that are going on around Marcus and then, you know, kind of the third domino that comes from all this is Felix Rosenquist. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's been in the mix, definitely in the mix, um, all year long with McLaren. Uh, but has kind of always been just a, hey, McLaren's got Pato and Rossi moving forward. 
probably more than likely, you know, especially when Nathan Brown even said this in his report, he's like, more than likely what I see is, you know, you're going to have Pelot on the grid with uh, Rossi and, and, and Pato as teammates next year, which is pretty scary to think about uh, for the rest of the field. But yeah. then what happens with Felix Rosenquist? You know, I mean, does he, does he find himself back in there with, with Chip? Does is, is he in play for the 29? I mean, what happens with Fro? Yeah, that's a great question. Felix has had great races this year. Like, I would say he's had a lot of bad luck, but, like, the guy put it on pole at Texas yet again. Um, front row at Indy. Front row at Indy. Fast during the 500 until he got crossed up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and again, Road America, the guy was flying through the field. Um, and so I don't know how he can be ignored. Uh, great talent. Uh, great driver. I think he's really in his, uh, you know, hitting his hitting his uh, stride right now, or whatever that phrase is. Um, but yeah, there, there's going to be a lot, a lot going on. I, I think you'll see. Um, I think you'll see several, several moving pieces. This off season will be very, very interesting. Uh, I will obviously be trying to forcefully uh, put myself somewhere as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be. I, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. And now, and uh when, yeah. when you're when you're out in Middle Ohio this weekend and you know, if you can't answer, you can't answer, but yeah, you know, are you are you are you there more so to bump elbows with teams or bump elbows with potential sponsors or <laughs> Well, I mean, bitnow.com is still there and obviously I'm still affiliated with them uh and, and still work with those guys. Um but realistically mm-hmm. I, I think if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So to just be there and to just have conversations, even if it's just like, hey, great to see you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talk to Michael Andretti. I've talked to Michael Andretti a couple of times over the last week just to catch up and see what's going on. Uh, you know, would love to go chat with Mike Hall from Ganassi as well. Those guys um, and, and just just everyone that I've known for my entire life. So it's it's better to be in uh, in sight of these folks than not. I've done it for years uh, as a as a free agent. Um, so, you know, we're just kind of back to the free agent lifestyle. If you're, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And so we just want to be there, uh, and be ready to go. I like that mindset and the mindset of, Hey man, you're, you're just, you're just hopping in, you're hopping in cars, you're hopping in rides and you're, and you're out there and, uh, not only, you know, not being out of sight, out of mind, um, in the paddock or, or at IndyCar races, but you're, you're not out of sight, out of mind, uh, on the track you know, various tracks, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I respect the hell out of that. I like that. Um, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that, you know, obviously mid Ohio, big, big, uh, weekend for IndyCar. Uh, one of the best weekends for IndyCar, in my opinion, uh, on the schedule every year. Uh, but then a very, very intriguing, um, race happening just North of us here, Connor in Indianapolis, through the streets of Chicago with NASCAR yeah. <laughs> uh, going down there. I saw the promo for it this morning. I was watching the Today Show about, hey, Chicago, we we know sports and we do all this and we've done so much, but we haven't done this yet. And uh, definitely going to be interesting to watch that one after the Mid-Ohio race on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, going to be very, very interesting indeed. Uh, NASCAR just had a great weekend in Nashville as well. Very, very popular. Um I, I I enjoyed watching the Nashville race. I I think some people didn't. Some people did. Uh, enjoyed seeing my team, Nice Motorsports, 
they won the truck race. Uh, that was awesome. I love seeing AJ Allmendinger win. Uh, AJ Allmendinger in the Xfinity Series. Uh, big fan of AJ Allmendinger, and, and I the love show. the way he celebrates. I mean, that guy celebrates like, uh, I mean, every win is his first win, and I and I love that because it's so difficult to win in this sport. Uh, you got to celebrate it. Um, and then Ross Chastain got his first win of the year. Um, and and obviously, you know, everyone has many many opinions about Ross Chastain, but uh, <laughs> but really, I mean, I, I thought it was there was some great racing there. I enjoyed seeing that. I wish IndyCar could race there. Uh, might be too bumpy for IndyCar, but I'm not sure. Uh, we obviously have our Nashville Street Race, right? But, right. Uh, IndyCar needs you know way more ovals. Ovals. Um, yeah. So maybe we have a Nashville doubleheader. We do the Street Race on Saturday and the Oval on Sunday. No big deal. That's my brain doing some dumb work. I think that would be hilarious. Um, what do you think, Joe? You think a Nashville one, doubleheader? <laughs> one, one, one can dream, uh, my man. Yeah. One can dream because <laughs> the inaugural Music City GP uh, back in 21 was one of the most fun weekends I've had in my life. Um, so <laughs> to think about IndyCar being there, just going down there for that, but then having an oval to go down there for is uh, it's truly some some stuff of dreams there. So. We'll cross our fingers. Um, good to see. Yeah, but that'll be uh, Ryan Blaney's all right, right? I mean, that yes, was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that was a big hit. Big hit. Uh, a lot went on in that race, so I, uh, I, I, um, I, I enjoyed seeing it. I, I think the Chicago Street Race this weekend is a whole different animal. I, I had a, I had actually a, a long conversation with Corey LaJoy, a friend of the show. Yep. Uh, about street racing, because obviously, you know, the NASCAR Cup Series, they have not done that uh, before. And so I, I had a long chat with with, uh, with Corey uh, about kind of what what street circuits require, what what they are like, what uh, what to expect. Um, and having driven a NASCAR Cup Series car, uh, they are so wide. So I, I'm very curious to see how they fit these cars in between the walls um, and how they use the runoff if they have to, because it doesn't matter how talented of a, dr- of a driver of a field you have. People will make tiny mistakes and have to use the runoff. They will break too late, um, and so it's gonna be, it's gonna be something. And I'm glad there's a street race in Chicago. I guess I, I think it's kind of cool because it's just not too far away sure. from us here in Indy, and it's another race in the Midwest. Um, I do hope it goes well for them, uh, but I, I, I don't. I, I see it being a tough one for sure. Tough one for the drivers, temperature-wise, going to be very hot in the cars. Yep. Um, and also, just to fit as many cars as they fit uh, in, in 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 certain lanes of the racetrack. What's the difference in physicality? You think, like, how, uh, in terms of you know, from from let's just say what they just did in Nashville, or you know, what they would do, you know, at the at the Roval or something, you know, to to going towards the street streets of Chicago, like the differences and and how how physical will it be. Well, there's already so little airflow, uh, you know, in the cup cars already because of, you know, how how kind of uh, sealed up they are for aerodynamic efficiency. But any air that you would get, uh, you get from going fast. And I would say this is probably a track where they will be going the slowest because street circuits have no grip, uh, a lot of slow corners. Um, so it, it'll be very, very hot. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. I would say even, you know, even in our IndyCar, uh, you know, our, our IndyCar oven, um, you know, the, the street races are the worst because we're going slowest for the longest periods of time. You know, Nashville, really right. tough. Uh, Detroit, Detroit was not as tough because the corners were so slow that physically it wasn't that difficult. 
Um, but uh, but Nashville is definitely a tough one with the way that track works. Uh, just because you you don't get enough air into the car, you don't get enough air to the cool shirt system. Um, so there's there's a lot there that will be interesting. Uh, so I, I I I'm I know those guys will be fighting. They'll be fighting the car. Thankfully they have power steering, but they'll be fighting that thing uh, when it comes to heat uh, over the weekend. If it's if it's going to be a typical Midwestern hot weekend. Yeah, it's calling for high of 83 on Sunday in Chicago, oh, yeah. 40% chance of rain and storms. So I'm sure you'll be having a little bit of humidity going on. And then, of course, like we talked about at the top, Connor, we got bad air quality. We, we, yeah. we got, we got yeah. smog and smoke and all this shit going on. So uh, that'll be something to battle. But a nice little, uh, great little 4th of July weekend. Started the 4th of July celebrations with IndyCar uh, at 1.00 on USA, at Mid-Ohio, and then uh, you can flip over after that and uh, watch a little NASCAR in the streets of Chicago because that race starts at like 5, I think. There you so, go. Motor, motor uh, yeah, motorsport weekend. Uh, Got to love it. Um, all right, do you want to get to Will Power? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a great interview with Will Power coming up. Um, it was right after, obviously, Road America, so we, we get a little bit more chatter on Road America. I know we wanted to... Uh, we don't want to repeat things on this show, uh, but we did have a nice, nice discussion about what uh, what we discuss or what well what we saw at Road America, but also what the future of Penske Racing will look like this season. What what where are we where are we going to be strong? Who do we have to beat? Um, so some great great chatter with Will Power, uh, one of IndyCar's I would say finest personalities. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we have a very, very talented and very, very uh, incredible guest this week. We have uh, a very talented driver with many trophies, a very, very talented driver who has tasted the milk before at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, probably one of the best qualifiers in the history of the sport, if not the best. Uh, Will Power, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Um, we are coming off of Road America, which... Well, there's a lot going on there, uh, apparently. Um, tough weekend overall. I, I, before I get into all the all the things that went on, what was the track like? Like, what was the new Road America like? I obviously, you're the first person that I've like spoken to about the new repave about the track. But what did you what did you what did you think of uh, of what it was what it was like? Yeah, it was it was real good. I mean. Um... You know, it took rubber, so to get a lot quicker as as the um, sessions would go on or, or the race went on. Um, certainly very slippery straight out the box uh, because the surface has no abrasion. It's it's very, very smooth. Um, all the curbs are the same. The runoffs are kind of the same. But, yeah, the track is incredibly smooth. It's, a, you know, obviously an awesome track, a um, lot of history, but, uh good racing yeah it was it was very very hard to put a lap together without a mistake the way you had to drive it 
Um, very slippery if you got offline off that rubber, uh, which made it good. I mean, that's that's what's great about IndyCar. I mean, we have so many different sorts of tracks and surfaces and grip levels. Um, it's never the same. And, um, you know, th that's a big difference to racing in Europe. Europe, you're always on a smooth, fast-flowing track and really nice uh, surface, so you get used to that style. But here, you have to be so good at so many different styles. Yeah, I think you're really always honest about what it takes because it, it is so tough in this championship. It is it is a just perfection-type lap when you're trying to put together in qualifying did it seem like, obviously, Road America in the past, old surface, a lot of moving around, still easy to make mistakes, but now it looked like, you know, the, the carousel was almost flat, if not flat, um, yeah. in qualifying. Did you have to run the balance much different than, than you run here in the past just to get the most out of the track? Because, again, like you said, a lot of mistakes, like people, like, just, like, even Alex Pelot crashing in, in practice and Hunter Ray crashing in yeah. qualifying, people, like, just, boom, all of a sudden the thing is just snapping. Um, because yeah, you're just yeah. trying to get as much front grip out of it as possible, I assume. That, yeah, exactly. That's what it appeared to be. Um, you know, we, we tested there on a different tire and it wasn't quite like that. Like I was flat at the end of the day through the carousel. That's wild. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I didn't, you know, we were looking at the error balance of all these other cars and, uh, you know, maybe that's where we were lacking in, in overall pace there at the, uh, in sort of practice qualifying mode. I think in the race we were really fast, but uh, yeah, I watched Colton spin in turn one and it blew my mind. Like, yeah. I thought my car wouldn't do that. Like, he just turned and there just was like, wasn't even a moment, just spun. Like, he must have had so much front in that thing or so little rear. Uh, yeah. yeah, that seemed to be what you had to do to go fast. You had to be able to, you know, you had to have all this front end, the flow mid-quarter speed. Um, yeah, it was, it took us by surprise having tested there that we were struggling. Uh, you know, we, we thought we'd be, we'd be pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely a, a, a mixed up field. It was, it was really interesting. You had both Foyt cars making the top 12. You had kind of people scattered all over the place. Um, I, I want to talk about, obviously, there was a large moment that happened a little bit. We, we don't have to get too much into it. A lot of people saw it. Um, yeah. But what I want to discuss is I think the reason why I would say you, like, have that type of reaction to something that is, obviously, that hurts, first of all. It hurts your team. It hurts the sport, you know, coming together like that with, like, Dixon. But it's because you care so much about what you're doing, too. What I, I, exp I explained it to people, like, it's so hard to be in this sport already. It's so hard to put the, the perfect lap together. You're always working so hard that, of course, you're going to be emotional about it, right? Like, yeah. you care about what you're doing. If you're not emotional about it, then you don't care. So, like, I think that that was crazy, first of all, to see that accident happen because I was obviously watching, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's just a massive mistake by Scott there and, and, and you know, two great champions – in the wall and you're like you never expect to see that but like do you agree like you have to you you're emotional because you care so much about what you do you yeah you're exactly right like i was so emotional because you know i and we both did we both yeah. need that session so badly like it was more frustration it's it's like yeah it sucks and you know you've destroyed a good car yeah has it hurt the engine is it 
you know, now it's a thrash and now we don't know what we're going to have for qualifying. And you know, in that field, you cannot turn up to qualifying with any doubt. So you cannot no. turn up half ass. You're just never going to make it through the first round. And sure enough. So that was like getting out of the car. I was just, cause I knew that's it. The session's over. I'm, oh, yeah. you know, I was pissed. And, um, you know, I know Scott is one of the most reliable best guys around like he is even as a person he's one of the best oh, guys yeah. like he's not i have so much respect for him and uh and i knew exactly what happened he you know he was just trying to get out of the way and it was a bad mistake and didn't expect me to be so close to the car in front uh yeah whatever it was it was obviously a, a very abrupt move but um you know as soon as we got in the medical car i was like sorry man i shouldn't have grabbed you know i was like yeah, I was just, it, I was just like, it's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, we we talked and it was fine. And then we were laughing about it later that day. But for both of us, it ruined. Oh, I felt bad for him too. Like it yeah. ruined both our weekends at a critical point in the season where Pelot's pulling this gap and it's a halfway point. You got to, you know, try to be within that hundred points at the halfway. Otherwise, it starts to get real difficult. So, yeah, and oh man, yeah, it was just one of those things. Like. I was never going to part. I just grabbed <laughs> it. I was like, Dave, why? Why would you do yeah. that? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. You know. But, but that's can... what I, I mean. I, I love it because it's, uh, we're all, we all put everything we have into this sport. We all go to the track and we all want to win. Like we all want to fight for everything we're worth. And if something like that happens, of course it's going to affect us. Like I, I hate yeah. when people, like if, if you were to get out and be like, well, you know, that was a real shame. You know, it clearly made a mistake. It's like, no, like, yeah. okay, yeah, like, we get it. But, like, what you're trying to do is compete against some of the best people in the world, some of the best drivers in the world, and you have to have everything go the right way. And so yeah. I love yeah. the emotion in that. And, again, you have enough wins and championships to where, like, you know what? Say whatever the heck you want. I wish more drivers would, would be, like, honest like that because I think there are many of us who have those interactions, like, where someone does something and we've all been guilty of it. And you're just like, why? Like, so yeah. like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's yeah. a lot of emotion in this sport because it's dangerous. It's tough. And it's, and it's, and you're fighting for, you know, big, big, big prizes. I always say that, like, you know, what stopped people doing emotional interviews and saying what they think is, is social media. Oh is yeah, the of course you get on social media. People don't like, if you got out and was just like, yeah, no, that's like, you don't give a shit. You're never, yeah. you're not doing, you're not, you're not going to perform because you don't care. It's showing exactly. effort and how hard it is to do well in this series. So when something happens that, that takes your chances away, man, you better be pissed off. We shouldn't be driving. Uh, and, I completely and, agree. Yeah. And you should like, I, everyone's a computer now. I, I yeah. became. I became one last year. I was just like, oh, you just can't get emotional, which is true. Mentally, you cannot <laughs> get emotional. Um, and you can't say anything negative ever on TV for the abuse you get on social media. Um, but sometimes you just go, ah, screw it. I'm, I don't care. Yeah. I'm what I think. <laughs> and that's what I did on the weekend. No, and but that's but that's great. Like, I, I and I went to bat for you on the internet too because I was like, if you don't think this is great for IndyCar, like it made Sports Center, it was the most talked about thing on the weekend, and like our sport is a sport that does need help right now. Like it, we do need that type of like we do need people like when you show emotion, 
your fans get emotional about supporting you because they're like, yeah, that's our guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and that creates more of a connection between mm. the folks that support us and doing what we do. So yeah, 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 I thought it was great. And I don't even know what happened with Grosjean, but I was yeah. like, I know several people have wanted to probably say <laughs> that as well before, right? Like yeah. there's a lot that gets said behind the scenes that never really comes out. And then that was one of those things that you probably would have said behind the scenes. But sure enough, we went for it. Yeah, no, the the Grosjean thing was on the back straight. Yeah, I was on. I was coming out of the pits on warm tires. He was on new tires, so I was like, I want to get it in front of him, just go because he's going to take a couple less to get up to speed. A big run through the king. Get beside him. He's like, oh, you. Oh, I don't want him passing me, so just put him in the grass. <laughs> and I actually didn't say anything on the radio. I just thought out date, and then they actually had a moment like the rear, like. Yeah. Was like, oh my god, that would have been big. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. I just didn't even say anything on the radio. Backed off, starting the lap, and then the Dixon thing happened. So, um, you know, then I just remembered in a bad mood. I thought, if I see Grosjean, wait till I see it. <laughs> wait till I see. It. I didn't get to see him. So on the interview, I just thought, um, oh, you know, and I did just go for it. Me. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that those top speeds like that, it was just a dangerous oh, yeah. move. I was pissed off and yeah, you know. Overall at Road America, like obviously I, I haven't watched a race in a long time and, and I and I was watching now and I think there's been definitely some questions on driving standards in certain areas. I I saw a few things that I, I, I don't know why they weren't penalized. Um, but I also just I, I thought the respect was low. Do you do you think that there is I, a little bit of a low respect level right now between us as drivers or between this, the field? I think it's come with this competition. Like, yes, it's the most, apart from below, the most up and down for everyone else. Everyone's just, you know, fighting for every inch. And, uh, yep, I've been like, I've watched some of these races and I'm like, hmm, that's surprising what they're letting go. They're kind of breeding a bit more of this, like, oh yeah, okay, you can totally jump a restart now, and yeah, you can be out of line before they say green and motoring by a bunch of people on the start. I mean, you know, Jack Harvey went motoring by me, yeah, and yeah, green. I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> he might get a penalty. Sure enough, he didn't. I don't think he did. Uh, and then, then seeing some of the just highlights. And the stuff you see did did Renus get a penalty? No, no, not no. for not for hitting Felix. No, he got a penalty yeah. for unsafe release in the pit lane. Right? Yeah, but like, but that was you- for me. Like I talked about it on last last week's show. I said that to me that looks like an actual incident that like put someone way off the track. Like and and that, that- avo- avoidable, right? Yeah, yeah, that was totally like front to rear, boom, took yes. him out. Go ahead. And I don't Did, know if there was something before that that, that made their decision. I'd be interested to hear their their reasoning on that decision. They usually give you a pretty detailed answer if you go under the truck, um, you know. So so yeah, I had the same thing first round. Uh, St. Pete, I got a penalty for for hitting Colton, and he got the tire. Um, but leading up to the incident, he pushed me into the wall. Yeah, there, and I've still got some overlap, so he would expect that. Yep, this guy's going to be up the inside, and yep, my understeered a bit, and it pushed him to get the tire. So, 
the thought came in my mind I could get a penalty, but I was wheel to wheel, actually even a little in front. Then I saw the one at Long Beach, which to Dixon was a total surprise. Yeah. That, that was not like Colton and me where he had already passed. We kind of pushed and we bumped all the way through that little section and then pushed him in the wall. This was like total dive bomb, boom, bang, straight into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like no penalty. Uh, so my team was asking, like, why was that not a penalty and my ours were? So there was, there would have been, they said they'd given an explanation for the differences. Um, but yes, there's been some questions for sure this year on, on some of the calls. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Yeah, and it and it's a shame too because like I think we already do have such good racing. Like we we do have the ability to go side by side through multiple corners. Like yeah, we've done it before. People have done it before. You know, I mean, I've spent races around you before racing where it's like this is great. You know what I mean? And there's some people yeah. that you're like, oh well, that was not great. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. I do think at some point as a series, I think we, I do think there needs to be maybe a bit of a crackdown or at least. Like, it's hard to not do it in the first half of the season, but, hey, second yeah. half, it's getting a little messy. But, I mean, would you agree on, like, hey, we got to set a standard here. Like, you can't just wreck people. Like, like you yeah. can't – you just can't do or, it. Or run them – that's the question. What is the rule? Like, can yeah. you be – like, I saw two incidents. Actually, it was, it was with New Garden. He yeah. pushed one McLaren guy right out onto the grass and then again with another guy. Um, is that – just the thing that you can do and then the other guy pays you back at some point i mean how are we plan this uh you know what is the rule like that's that that's a that is a gray area that's a tough tough area to start policing um yeah and ah, man yeah it's it's hard it's it's i know i thought the arenas one that was well oh, if if that's on a penalty yeah but I don't know what happened before. I haven't had fully reviewed it. I just saw it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, I think it yeah. happened in front of me, actually. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely a, that guy's going to get drive through. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It has got rough. It is ultra competitive. Um, and I, I like, because I've been around so long and, and yeah. you too, that you know, if you drive a certain way, you will get that back. So sure. the more respectful you are, you will get that sort of respectfulness back. The more aggressive you are, you know, and if you're a bit unfair, yeah, people remember it uh, when they're racing you, so they won't do you any favors. And and so you're always trying to race people as cleanly as possible. You don't want to ru ru ruin someone's day. You always hate that, um, you know. And a good clean pass without just moving someone is is the best way to do it yeah exactly i i agree like man it's it's getting rough yeah and i mean it won't you know it, it won't be fixed in a day right like we gotta like we gotta have an understanding um you know the drivers have to have an understanding and maybe it will take like like years what we're still doing is is dangerous like it may i hope that you know you go to the short ovals like iowa and people don't just start moving people up into the wall you know what i mean like that's yeah. 
highly yeah. possible there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you'd hate to see that because our racing is very good. Yeah. Um, Great. When it comes to you guys overall as a team right now, I would say all three of you guys have been good uh, pretty much everywhere you've gone. At times, you know, everyone's been here and there. I'd say Road America was a bit of a surprise, obviously. But going into mid-Ohio, uh, everyone feeling good. Joseph being an Indy 500 winner now, you know, that's that's now, now he's very, very happy. But he's still probably going to go, you know, be only thinking about the championship. How do you how do you guys feel kind of at this mid-season uh, as a group at Penske? I've felt that we've struggled big time in just overall speed and quality. Yeah. That's one thing, you know, not many. I haven't been to Fast 6 this year. Uh, really? Joseph has only been once in the Fast 6, and I think Scott's been once or twice. So, Oh, wow. All on different occasions. So, yeah, tough-ass field, man. Like, seriously tough field, obviously. But that's been our struggle is we can't seem to get going in quality um, in the race. Do you think that's related wait. to the the tire for this year? Do you think that's related to just everyone stepping up the game in general? What do you kind of put that down to today? It's hard to say. Like the first few races, I was convinced that Honda had made a little gain. Mm-hmm. But after 500 Grand Prix, I'm like, no, not, I don't think that's the case. Um, see, we seem to struggle to switch the tires on quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's uh, that that's one of them, one of the things. So that and that kind of shows in the race that we seem to look after tires a bit better in the race and then be quick in the race. So um, yeah, it's it's you know you've always got to sit back and go, well, how much of it is me? How much of it is I'm not putting it together? And yeah, you know, Road America, I would say I didn't. I'm you know in, in practice one, I never put a lap together. Practice two, obviously the Dixon thing happened. And then qualifying was very tough to come back from that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Detroit. I made a little mistake, which probably would have got me through to the fast six. So you've always got to reflect and understand how much is the car capable of and how much of it is me not putting it together. And um, yeah, and I'm always pretty critical of myself. So I look back and go, well, if I'd done this, this and this, I probably could have made another, you know, at least the top 12 or. Um, yeah, so it's a mixture as it always is in motorsport. There's no one. Oh yeah, bullet. it's just it's always a combination of things that have got to come together. Especially in this field, it is ultra competitive. Oh yeah, and- going back a little bit to the Indy 500. Um, obviously, in qualifying again, Penske again. I would say you know, you being in the fast, like the fast 12, whatever it is, fast nine, like you were the only Penske car to make that. Um, mm. But in the race, like I would say you guys were were definitely, certainly Joseph and you were very competitive. I know you had that issue on the restart because I remember going around you and it was like, I thought Alex and you guys were going to end up in the wall. It was crazy. Yeah. But it, that was a while. What did you think of this year's package overall at the, at the 500? Yeah. yeah, I actually thought it was really good. Um, like I... I felt way more comfortable than last year and I could run closer and get runs on people. Uh, but I heard mixed reviews amongst the drivers. So, uh, you know, it could be that our cars just worked better with that package and, yeah, we made some improvements in race trim. But I thought it was a good level of downforce as I thought was Texas. I thought they really nailed it. 
you know, at Texas anymore. And then everyone's in the pack, but it was about a perfect mix that, you know, no one could really lead. It was good back and forth. And, and India was similar. Like, you know, the leader was somewhat a sitting duck, but it would just be a hard fight back and forth. You could get through traffic if your car was good. The vibrations were a bit of a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, as we saw with Dixon, oh my God, that dude could put on to a car. Crazy. <laughs> like, how could you hold on to that thing? Good for him. Like, that dude can hold on to the loosest oval car, I think, of anyone I've ever seen. I life. agree. I thought that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Um, yeah, but I thought it was a good package. I really did. I thought it raced well. Uh, you know, it once again was a really good show. I don't know about, you know, it. Even though the red flags, people think they suck, but it actually makes for a bloody good finish. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously IndyCar was determined to make sure it finished underground. I've never had that where you just go out of the pits and go green. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good show overall. Like I think that's. I think they could just turn back up. I, well, obviously the arrow is going to be quite different next year because they got the the hybrid. And I think the side pods are slightly different, bigger. I've actually seen the bigger front wing, bigger rear wing. So I think there'll be a lot of downforce available next year, year if you want to uh, take it, which I think is a, a good thing. I you agree. Know, on a trim and it's worth the trim, like the wing will be a bigger trim so you can get the benefit of it. But if you want to run a ton of downforce, you can too. So, you know, I think that's that's a good package. Ben, do you have something for Will? Um, I, I guess just for me, um, what, like kind of going back to Road America with the surface and how we talked about a little bit i guess with the last week's show of how it rubbered up and the difference between the primaries and the reds like how, how did you guys seem to kind of be able to balance the aggression level of getting the most out of both of those tires with the new surface yeah i would it was a very strange uh situation with the red and and and, and primary tires because in qualifying we noticed in the second round there was a few people used the reds first because they were the worst. They were a worse tire, and then go to the blacks. But for, for me, the reds were grippier in the race. I did a stint on reds, and it was it was mega. Like it was a probably I think it was the fastest stint of the race of any car. Um, but then some people you seem to be mixed. But the reds had a very strange feel to them. Like no support. Like the sidewall was really soft, so you had no sort of rear going into the corner but once they were all loaded up um they had a lot of middle grip uh it was very yeah it wasn't cut and dry like yeah the red's better it was kind of like what we what would you use in the fast six if you made it um but it was clearly blacks but yeah it just because the surface is so smooth it doesn't switch the tire on like they they you know it's that situation where you come in and you look at the tire and it looks brand new still after yeah like it hasn't even worked um and that's that's what made it i think that that will just change like the track will weather a bit and you'll come back next year there'll be a slightly higher deg and you know there'll be the the surface will be a bit more porous and abrasive and the tire will work a bit better but yeah it was we were confused on the tires we were we weren't even sure what would be best in qualifying well will you know what I appreciate all this info. I really wanted to talk to you after the Road America weekend. I thought, again, big fan of everything that you do for the sport, and I, I love it. Um, 
And uh, and yeah, man, I, I wish you all the best. I hope to be uh, back on the track against you at some point. But uh, if not, I will be watching. Um, so yeah, man, we we appreciate you. No, thank, thanks for having me on, man. I uh, I really hope you get a, a drive. You deserve it. I really do. I appreciate uh, that, man. And if 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 not a full time elite, definitely the five hundred. I think you can win that race. So, um, oh, I appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, man, and uh, all the best to your wife as well. Uh, I I got to introduce her to my my girlfriend, and uh, my girlfriend's a big fan of your wife, as I told you. So yeah, uh, that was really cool. <laughs> good for Liz she's pretty she's been pretty down with everything that's happened so she appreciated it it's all good man well thank you so much and good luck and um yeah we'll power everyone awesome thanks thanks mate and there he is that was will power um one of the funniest most entertaining uh brutally honest personalities that we have in the series and uh i think you gotta love him obviously a legend a indycar champion an indy 500 winner uh, and just super bummed that I wasn't a part. I, I wasn't able to be a part of the uh, conversation, but I know we'll get him again. So, Connor, way to go! Another nice grab by you, my man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, we're we had tried to get Will Power before. Actually, we had him scheduled uh, like a few weeks ago or months ago. I don't know what it was, but yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. He then had to he had to do a simulatoring activity or who knows something like that. So, uh, thankful for Will Power to be able to jump on. Uh, and honestly, appreciate um, you know w- what he says at the end, and uh, about you know I I think it, it means a lot to hear him say that he, you know he he hopes that I I get back in the car. I, I that su- hearing stuff like that means a lot. Um, so I appreciate him, and I think there are a few other people who have said that, uh, and it, and it all does mean a lot. Uh, the the fan base, the the folks that say that, but pr- particularly drivers who you know are very good who who truly think that and say that in a very honest fashion so uh means a lot thank you will power um and yeah great guest great guest for us we have another great guest coming up in the future next week i don't want to say it yet i don't want to i don't want to preview it yet but uh pretty cool guest um so stay tuned for that um you know what i well yeah before that and i know we've talked about it before but and Ben, maybe you can put um, some Dirty Mo uh, connections to 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 work here for it. But I would love to get like a graphic, like a cartoon graphic that hell, maybe we could put on a T-shirt or something. That is like a, a, a Speed Street cookout, and it's like cartoons of all the people that we've had on the show. <laughs> and so it's like me and you, you know, and then like maybe Will Powers like flipping the birds, and like Jimmy Johnson's like grilling something, and like. I don't know. We just all the all the names that we've had on, and how we always talk about. You know, it's we're living on Speed Street, man. It's a Speed Street. Yep. Trying to grow it to a neighborhood, maybe for like this the Fourth of July. Yeah, maybe for like the Fourth of July or just that summer feel. We could get this awesome artwork of uh, you know kind of the cartoon style graphic where uh, where we got the Speed Street house and everybody's over on it, and uh, we're having ourselves a time. So I'm putting that out there. Hell, maybe if there's, <laughs> I know we got a bunch of listeners who are talented in a bunch of different ways. As soon as we put out the, you know, make a list of all the drivers that we've had on the Ricky Treadway, Randy Mindy 500 driver, we had like 35 people send like, hey, I went back through and listened. So if you're yeah. an artist, you know, maybe maybe we don't need even need to put our folks at Dirty Mo Media to work. If you're an artist and you want to try to throw all the people that we've had uh, into a, a drawing, into artwork, into uh, kind of a cartoon of us having a cookout, please feel free and uh, we'd love to give you credit and- <laughs> 
send you a t-shirt or do whatever we got to do. So uh, I'm just putting that out there because we've had some really, I mean, like, I know that we have really great, intriguing conversation, open, honest conversation about a bunch of different things, but I think one of the best parts about our show, and much credit to you, all credit to you, Connor, is the Rolodex of guests that we've had on. I don't see it anywhere <laughs> else. I really don't. So just put well, that out there. I appreciate there. that. <laughs> just put that out there. Um, now let's get to... Our, our fan favorite segment, of course, we'll wrap it up with the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Who do we got? Indeed, we have a Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week this week. The, the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Love this segment. Um, we went with the 1969 Indy 500 this year. I, I, I know we've done this race Mario before. Andretti. Mario Andretti, the winner, of course, an absolute huh? hero, an absolute legend. Um. But uh, a name that had popped up that I, I was not familiar with, um, which I think you will like, Joey, I did some research, uh, but the 10th place finisher in the 1969 Indy 500 started 32nd, finished 10th, maybe the biggest mover in the field, but the guy who finished 9th also started 31st, so we got an equal big movers. Um, Bobby Johns. Bobby Johns finished 10th. Bobby. Uh, in the Indy 500, Bobby Johns, Robert James Johns, according to Wikipedia. Now, remember, this is Wikipedia. We can't be, we cannot be convinced of any of these things. Uh -huh. um, tried to qualify for several 500s, but only made two of them. However, the two 500s that he made, 1965 and 1969, finished seventh in 65 and tenth in 69. So, two time starter, two time top 10 finisher. That's pretty, that's solid. That's, That's really great. Good. Yeah, um, sixty-five started twenty-second. Then you mentioned in this year sixty-nine, he was last row party thirty-second and moved his way all the way up to tenth. Yeah, incredible. So uh, NASCAR driver as well. One hundred and forty-one races run over fourteen years in the NASCAR Cup Series, uh, which is really really cool. Uh, so he did dabbled in both. Uh, also was able to race in NASCAR regardless of being conscripted in the, in the United States Army. Interesting okay. fact. Interesting fact. Yeah. Fantastic. So we got a Bobby Johns. Here. Yeah. I, I, this is now a uh, historic racing website. Raced in NASCAR in 1964, became the first NASCAR driver to turn a competitive lap at Indy. Nearly won the 1960 Daytona 500, but did take two other wins in his career. That's really cool. Bobby Hell Johns. Yeah. Bobby Johns. Man, you got to appreciate, you know what? That's what it's all about, too. This guy. Didn't qualify, came back, didn't qualify three years in a row, like you mentioned, and then came, he just he wanted to be at Indy. He wanted to do it. He wanted to be there, that. and you have to respect that, absolutely. Okay, and rest in peace. He passed away on March 7th, 2016, so rest in peace to Bobby Johns. This week's random Indy 500 driver of the week. All right, uh, a really fun show. A lot of um, speculation, a lot of talk about the future, uh, a lot of preview of great races that is coming up this weekend again. IndyCar, Mid-Ohio, Sunday, 1 o'clock, USA Network. It's 4th of July weekend, USA Network, or Peacock, of course. Um, can't wait. Connor's going to be out there. You said Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, we'll see. Whenever I show up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, just be following the socials, uh, you know, for your chance to go and hopefully maybe chat and, uh, you know, take a photo or something with Connor if you're going to be out there. Um, so thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys, as always, and we will have a recap of Mid-Ohio, the street race in Chicago, uh, and much more all next week on Speed Street. 
Dirty Mo Dough with Steve Letarte has a new episode available now on all major podcasting platforms. Make sure to follow the show to see what crazy bets Steve and the guys are making now. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.